Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday on the second month of the year, on the 22nd day of that month in 2022. That's a lot of twos. That is a lot. of. That's more twos than I think any of us have ever seen in a date. I think so. You're smiling ear to ear. You're waiting for that one. Oh, it was great. <laughs> that made me very happy. Uh, well, good. I'm glad we could brighten up your day. Thank you. <laughs> Celebrate. That's right. All right. Uh, Bobby, lead us off. All right. So we've got the trailing three days uh, market watch information on Netris, North Texas Real Estate Information Service. Oh, that's what it covers. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. So in all of North Texas, new listings for the just the last three days, 489 listings. <laughs> like that number in the last few years has has gone down i think so quite a bit i'm uh, used to seeing four digits not three yes uh back on market is 184 price decrease is 154 uh, i think that's most of the houses that have been uh in poor condition being listed at full market value failed inspections yes uh price increase is 112 which is I'm surprised that number is not higher than the decrease, but the ones that are in good condition are just not staying on the market very long. I see that a lot with home builders. Home builders will increase their prices. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, to your point, every new construction that's for sale on MLS right now, if you look at their original list price and current list price, it's always an increase. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Active kickouts are 12 Active option contract is 836. Hold on, 836 under contract. Almost twice as many as what's active. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That ratio is uh, incredible. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, Yeah. nearly two to one on that. That's just, that's nutty. Active contingent is 145. I'm amazed that there's so many contingent properties right now. Just with as many strong offers as there can be out there. I guarantee you, though, those contingencies have a very high number on that offer price to offset the contingency. I'm sure. And I'm sure it's with a seller who's not in a hurry. Sure. So. Or it could be some raw land. Yeah, could you know, doing that. some due diligence. Sure could be. what you could build there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pending, 1,077. Wow. Wait. Okay. And how many active again? So active option, so just... No, no, just for sale that are currently are not under. Oh, oh, new listings, uh, 489. And there's a th- over 1,000 pending. Plus under option was what, 800 and something? So like mm-hmm. 1,900 homes uh, under contract at well, various stages. In the last three days. Closer to, yeah, closer to 2,000 if you include the contingents. 2,000 homes in the last... 72 hours? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Sold homes, uh, homes that have closed, is right at 402. Wow. That's Z- crazy. Zero. That's absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah. 
So what happens when those houses close? What are the numbers going to look like? The new listings aren't going to triple, are they? I mean, no, I think just the the price of the listings is going to go up even more because we're we're going to finally see. I mean, it's it's this is the first time I've ever been in a market and, and had to to think to myself, okay, if I'm going to be listing a house, uh, like like Leslie's folks, they're they're looking to list here in the next few months or so, and I just keep telling myself, okay, well, let's see what some of these pending homes are are going for because, you know, the sold comps are eight months old and we've seen what's happened in the last eight months, how mm-hmm. prices have gone up in the last year. Right. Uh, dramatically. So I'm excited to see what these pending homes have gone for because I know what they bought the house for and it's a heck of a lot less than even the sold comps. It's instant equity right there. Oh yeah. To your point, Wilson, about inventory though. So when those homes do the almost 2000 that are under contract, when those close, those current homes that those people are living in will come for sale. So it will help stimulate mm. the inventory. Just like, you know, in our offices right now, we have dozens of homes that I could list, but I can't because I don't know where they're going. Right. So, you know, as soon as we find a place and we close on it, then, you know, yeah, I'll list their house and that will help relieve a little bit of pressure for the lack of inventory. So, Hopefully, as those things do close, more inventory does come as a result from it. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, and and the next statistic to kind of to to kind of boost that thought, uh, there there are zero leased homes in the last three days. And what I've seen with some of my leased clients, there's just hardly anything out there for lease that fits a lot of the bills for people moving out of a house right now. Uh, that, at least that's that's in a what used to be thought of as an affordable price range for leasing. So that's worse than homes for sale. Oh yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember when you could lease a home for fourteen to sixteen hundred dollars a month. I haven't seen a home in a long time. No, under two thousand yeah. a month for rent. And yeah. you know, you run those numbers compared to a mortgage. I mean, that was kind of a conversation that we would have with renters. Mm-hmm. versus buyers uh you know years ago like why would you go pay this much for rent when you can put you know depending on the on the scenario but you know fha 3.5 percent down and pay that per month that you're paying for that rent home but you own the home yeah absolutely it just it doesn't make any sense but right now people who can't find a place to buy are taking up so many of the lease inventories that those lease numbers have just met the the asking price has just gone way up as well. And I'm working with a couple clients currently that we're looking at both buying and renting. Like, you know, especially guys that are, or people that are coming in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't rent something, I might as well buy or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So, but sounds like from your numbers, Bobby, that I'm not going to find a lease. It'll be interesting to find one. <laughs> yeah. Needle in a haystack. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I've got uh, kind of a fun little trivia for y'all um, to to run by y'all. But before I unveil what it is, let's get this started right. I figured y'all would like that. That is so awesome. How about yeah, that? That's just great. 
I love it. The slow fade out. That's right. Okay, so top five fastest growing cities in the North Texas area, and the statistic or the metric they use is population growth. Okay, so I've got the top five, and get y'all's thoughts. Do we want to do it on like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll each say who we think is number one and then go from there or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll go. Uh, so Wilson, number one city for growth. I'm going to say, and this is over the past, what, year? This is from uh, population growth rate from 2016 all the way up to 2021. Okay. I'm going to say Frisco. Bobby? I was going to say Frisco as well. All right, so two for Frisco, correct? Yes. No way. All right. Do we try again? Let's try again. I'm going to say Prosper. Okay, Bobby? McKinney. Mm. All right, so for McKinney... And for Prosper. <sighs> Come on, guys. Come on. Hmm. The fastest growing in population from in 16 to Texas. 2021. How about Salina? Bobby? Hmm. It's hard for me to get away from the like the North Dallas area just because of how much we've seen it grow. Uh, Plano? All right, Wilson, what'd you say? Salina. There it is. Yes. Number one, 128% growth. Wow. Golly. I was going to say Pantigo, but uh, Salina seemed like a better answer. Yeah. Good thought process there. <laughs> All right, uh, inventory in Salina. How's that looking right now? Oh, my gosh. There aren't many houses at all in Salina for sale, but let me tell you about them. Currently, and, and I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding. There are two houses on the market in Salina. Seriously? Two, seriously. Five have been sold in the last three days. But there are 15 under contract. So 15 under contract and will probably close in the next three to four weeks. And two for sale. Two homes for sale in the entire city. In the entire city of of, uh, Frisco, yes. Salina. Salina, Salina, sorry. Chew on that. You're a homeowner or you're you're just a, a family trying to get into a city. Think about that. A city and you've got two options. What are those price points? That's what I was just going to look at. In the fastest growing city in North Texas right now. Uh-huh. 128% population growth. I'm and, and people ask if we're going to get in bidding wars on a house. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So... Oh, well, you can get one for 900000 and one for one point eight. All right. Million. So close to a million plus. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Okay. 
Number two, city. Bobby, I think you can go first this time. <laughs> well, man, I, <laughs> that's a good lead strategy right there. Uh, Won't you go ahead and take this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got the win last time. That's uh, right. Man. I, I, I'll, give, I'm, I'm, I'll give you a clue. Okay. More country than city. More country than city. All right. Hmm. Prosper? Wilson? Brandon, I'm going to go a little further out and say Anna. Bobby? Man, I, I want to pull up a map now. No, don't y'all start cheating and looking on Netris. Oh, I'm not, I'll show you. I'll, I'm pulling up Google Maps. Oh, come to, on. Y'all should know this, too. Oh, uh, well, you know. Hey. More country. Hmm. All right, I'll give you another clue. East of 75. North East of 121. Is- East of 75. Melissa. Wow. East. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all know this. Van Alstine. Thanks for taking a loss on that one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Number two is Princeton. No way. Yes. 70 north of 121. Oh, did I? I meant southeast. I was making sure y'all knew your geography. Uh Uh-huh. 78% growth (laughs) in Princeton. Yep. I've sold a couple of houses out in Princeton, and I can see why it's on the list. Yep. So as of right now, there are five homes on the market in Princeton. All right, price ranges. Roll them up. Let's see. Those price ranges, it's pretty reasonable from a low of 295000 to a high of 400000 That's not bad. Yeah, when I was with um, uh, the company doing uh, kind of wholesale stuff, we sold a lot of homes in, in the Princeton area. Yeah. So um, currently there are 12 that are under contract. Hmm. So 12 under contract and five. So we're kind of seeing that ratio as pretty close to two to one. Right. That are under contract versus what's available. Sure. Let's see if that holds true with the rest of our list. All right. And numero tres. Number three. All right. I said more names last time, so you're first. This okay. Time. All right. I'm, I'm going to give you a clue. Northeast this time, 121.75. I'm going to say McKinney. <laughs> Northeast of 121.75. Yeah. All right. Anna. Don't you? <laughs> Nope. Ah. Crowd favorite there. Um, Someone said it earlier. Anna. Oh, no, it's not Anna. um, Van Alstine. Melissa. Melissa coming in at number three, 56% growth. I see a lot of new construction in Melissa when I'm up there. 
lot of new construction. I mean, huge developments yep. are going in. It's a good place. I mean, good schools. It's a, it's a, it's a nice place to live and, and kind of be out of, you know, out of the big city. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard, though, because there's only one house on the market, and there are seven that are under contract. One house on the market. So if you're looking for a $455,000 house, it's 2,200 square feet, give me a call. Yep. And part of this has to do with land mass and, I would say, inventory, right? I mean, there's no homes for sale mm-hmm. you know, to some degree, yeah. and there's no opportunities to move. It's going to be tough to grow the population. Think about that. Yeah, I, I feel like in a lot of those cities that there's more land than anything. Uh, sure, we're going to see there's a whole lot more people buying a home that's being like that's being built right now. Yep. just because that's the only thing you know that they can say is is almost a done deal. Like, hey, we'll 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 wait for that because we at least know we'll get it. Yeah, and there's some people that are actually moving to different areas. Because there's an opportunity for a new build. Like, they're choosing the cities just because, you know, there's a new opportunity to have a new home. Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, I want to choose the city, and, you know, there's a bunch to choose from. So, your determining factor of what helps you decide where you want to live, the housing opportunity or availability, is, is making a big impact on where you call home now, right. citywide, versus... You know, it was a little bit more inverted where, you know, you're like, hey, here's my city. I'm just going to stick to those cities and what comes for sale, I'll choose from there. Mm -hmm. You don't really break those boundaries. Now I feel like people are not so landlocked on those cities. They're more like, hey, well, I'll go to this area or that area or this area because there's new builds in there and that's what we want. Yeah, and they're willing to drive a little bit farther just to get a bit more for their money. That's true. Yeah, I, th- I think people commuting now and, uh, you know, to work or personal uh, distances, they're not so hard-pressed like they used to Used to be like, oh, I'm not going to have to drive more than 10 minutes to work. I'm not <laughs> doing it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there, there's, what, two of us right now that are on uh, you're you're fairly close here, but mm-hmm. Brandon, you and I are close to an hour hour commute. Um, well, I speed, so half hour is what I'm I'm clocking myself at. There you go. Not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and said it before, but parents want their kiddos in good school districts too. Yeah, I mean, some of these smaller towns are behind the curve a little bit, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But some are um, using that government money, using that property tax money, and mm-hmm. and really boosting up their school reputations. Yeah. All right, number four. Um, I'm going to have to help you out with this one. It's a little bit off the beaten path for kind of our wheelhouse. Which direction? Um, let me let me make sure I give you the correct geography because, uh, yeah, yeah, Princeton. Hey, <laughs> so this is located uh, directly east of Dallas, Royce City. Good guess, though. I'm going to say Grand Prairie. GP? No. Come on now. Talk about directionally challenged. Yeah. Oh, um, you said east. Oh, my God. Directly east of Dallas. I've been doing that all morning. I'll give you, I'll give you a better oh hint. Directly east of Mesquite. Directly Rockwall. East of Mesquite. 
No, but good guess again. Forney. Ah, yes. Yes. I was going to say either Forney or Heath. 50% growth. Mm. A lot of new builds out there, too. Yep. A lot of new developments. Forney used to seem like a way, way out, but it's not anymore. Mm -mm. So currently there are seven homes on the market in Forney. And get this number. 42 are under contract. Wow. Wow. 42 went under contract in the past three days. So that's a lot more than two to one. Yeah, just a bit. All right, number five, the last one on the list. This one surprised me a little bit. It is, I'll say, north. Yeah, uh, it's north of Forney. Well, Heath is directly north of Forney. Is that your guess? No. Okay. Of course not. All right. Oh, but with that noise and the laughter. I See, I have a hard time separating Rockwall and Heath because I lived in Heath and went to, I mean, it's, they're, it, they're almost the same town. Uh, but, I would ask the locals there, see uh, what well, they say. Yeah, yeah right. especially they're after very, They're very specific about if they're in Rockwall <laughs> or not. Yeah, and it's mostly north side or south side of 30 uh-huh. as well. Don't be, don't be grouping them. Hey, I was a native for a long time. But it has changed so much. Man, I, I'm going to say Rockwall. <sighs> come on now, come on. East of Rockwall. Well, the only thing to me that makes sense is maybe fate. Yes. Coming in at number five, 48%, just shy of 50 from 40. So 48% growth. You know, I can see that, especially with the idea of people commuting. Uh, I've got I've got a few friends that have recently moved out to fate because uh, mm-hmm. the prices are still pretty decent out there. Yeah. They are. And that's another thing, pricing, right? You know, the average median household purchase price has substantially gone up from what from what we're used to seeing. Oh yeah. I mean, when I first got into real estate, I think I mean, I remember I remember doing deals under 200 grand. Oh yeah, and they were you know, there decent were houses. 195ish, 185ish and maybe 2 and a quarter. You know, 2 and a quarter to 235, that would get you a brand new starter home in North Texas. Yeah. Yeah, probably Deer Horton build. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was doable and in a good area. Now, good luck. It's tough. You know, that that same home is worth a lot more. Right oh, now. sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. And and, and then you got to try to find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had to go as far north as Sherman to find something like that in the last 18 months. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it was a decent house. Yeah. Existing home. So right now in Fate, we have four properties that are active. And three are under contract. I'm sorry, six are under contract. So that's getting more level to that two-to-one ratio. Mm -hmm. But Fate's good. Fate's, yeah, yeah, it's nice out there. Yeah, There's a neighborhood in Salina, I think I'd shown you before, Wilson, uh, Deer Horton's in there. And their price point is like mid threes to fours. They're pretty, really, really nice homes. 
but that's like the most affordable option yeah in Salina okay. that I've been able to see from a new build and they go like hotcakes I mean there's no those you know they're, they're fighting to get them that's that's been the price point in uh, in Aubrey uh, where Leslie and I are building and it's we got super lucky um, but my uh, I was in their office just yesterday uh, talking with them about a couple of things and they're having you know they're having people call them all the time and it's it's almost becoming a lottery system I believe it truly believe it it's just nutty it's good y'all got in while you did yeah oh yeah and man they are building houses faster than I've ever seen builders build before you think you can convince Leslie to flip it (laughs) (laughs) no yeah then you can move in with your parents hey (laughs) yeah think about all that money you be saving well, we would certainly put a lot more money back in our bank because a a half acre lot with that square footage and, and a three car garage right now uh, would be probably close to half a million dollars up there. Oh, wow! And we are coming in well below. Oh man! Yep. But could you know? But you wouldn't be able to live with your grandma and her dog anymore. <laughs> You're missing. I mean, think about the upside. Oh, I know. It just. <laughs> I mean, we've we've got between us, we've got like three or four really nice tents that we can set up on my parents' property. <laughs> oh. We can sell that and get a really nice airstream. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right, Wilson, bring us home. All right, well, Bobby, with those kind of numbers that you're talking about, you know, it makes it tough to get clients under contract. And I've got five rules and old ways of buying a house that I'm going to contrast with. So. Number one, the old rule was to find your dream home and then work on your mortgage. Find out what you qualify for. Now you need to lock in your mortgage before you start your search because that's just a waste of time. Um, If you don't know, first of all, if you don't know what you're looking for, you know, how much you can afford, uh, as Brandon has said before, there's no point in going out and looking at Ferraris and test driving them when you're going to settle for a Jetta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with a Jetta, but to your point, you know, it's very hard to transition from that. Oh, so, 100%. you know, someone that should be excited over, you know, a Jetta or someone, you know, should be thrilled, you know, you know, you've been starting way up there and then you have to tell them to come back down to here. It's, it's, it's going to, you know, you're working against the grain. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted effort. Uh, second rule, uh, used to, you could shop for homes that you could afford. That sounds logical. Now, what we're saying is shop for the homes priced below what you can afford. And you guys know the reason for that. It's because we're getting these bidding wars. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the price is going up, you know, 10 15% over the asking price. And Wilson, that gives them the ability to be competitive, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Like, for example, if you can afford $400,000 home, I, I wouldn't actively go out and see anything above 350 360 exactly tops that's right yeah. that's right that's kind of the the benchmark that i'm using is about 10 to 15 percent below uh where i think we're going to end up mm-hmm. uh the third old rule was that you would tour a property and then take a day or two to decide on whether or not to make an offer where's that laughter button <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. It just does not work. So today, what what we in this room do is we act fast. You know, we get these guys under contract. I mean, it, after you see the home, I'm usually writing a contract with within you know two hours. 
That's how long it takes me to get to a place that I can open my laptop up, start writing a contract and getting it done for them. It's, it's a fast, fast, you know, Bobby, you and I have done open houses where we've worked all two hours and seen well over a hundred people. Oh, and we'll end up staying another 30 minutes at least. And that's right. And how many of those people write contracts? You know, at least 15 or two dozen mm-hmm. are writing contracts. Uh, we just talked about this too. Um, number four, offer below. Used to, we could offer below the asking price and wait for the seller to counter. Yeah. Now today, we want to put out that big number from the start. That just makes more sense. If if you're asking your, your agent, hey, do you think we can put go in under this? No, just forget about it. Forget about it. Don't even waste your time on the keyboard or waste the ink in your pen. Nope. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, if, if you find a house, you know, that you're like, hey, this is it, man. Like, we love this house. This, this hits all of our, you know, hot buttons, checks all the boxes. That's a home that you need to put your best foot forward on right mm-hmm. out of the chute, yep. swing for the fences, and go, hey, if we don't get it, at least we know we gave it our all and we left nothing on the table. So when you identify that house, to Wilson's point, you got one shot. That's right. And there are things other than yeah. price that, that you can negotiate. You, there, you may need a seller's lease back. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the seller may need to stay there for a while. Um, paying some of the cl- more of the closing costs than you normally do. There are other things that we can help you negotiate to make that offer a really rock-solid offer. Number five, the last one, we used to be able to expect to buy a home after submitting an offer or two. Well, I haven't done that in a while. It will probably take multiple offers and multiple tries before you succeed. Sure. In one of those open houses, we uh, we talked to a young lady who had put in offers on like 17 houses. Yes, I remember her, yeah. She came to a couple of different different open houses we were doing. Yeah. And she was a very active buyer. And they were probably 40 minutes apart. Yeah. Drive-wise. That's right. That's right. But Wow. You know, it's smart to, to give us a call and have us work through these things. Um, for brand new home buyers, you know, this information is for you guys. Just know that it is highly competitive right now, and uh, we can help you through the process a lot smoother than than before. Yes. Sure. And, and on all that, really work on your wants and needs list and, and think of what you actually need. There you go. Because when you find that one... And as Brandon said, swing for the fences with your really aggressive offer. That's the way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, thanks again, and look forward to seeing everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.